2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and verse 16, reading from the Amplified Version. You can look at the screen. But understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and great trouble will come. They will be difficult days that will be hard to bear. All scripture is profitable. All scripture is profitable. I want to speak to you on the subject graphic. 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 Uh, Paul is writing his final words, his final charge to his son in the gospel, Timothy, his mentee. And he says, you know, we, we quote many times 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. We quote that, which says, all scripture are given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable uh, for uh, doctrine and, and reproof and righteousness and equipment, et cetera, et cetera. But we forget that when he says scripture is profitable, we don't remember the context with, within which he says scripture is profitable. And he says scripture is profitable because these last days are going to be perilous, dangerous, great stress. And therefore, in seasons of great stress, the only thing that's going to get you out are the scriptures. Are you following me so far? Unless you have been so busy that you just have not plugged into social media or media outlets such as, you know, websites and television and magazines and newspapers, unless you have been so busy that you've been out of the country. <laughs> you have to know that these last few days have been great stress, great trouble, and difficult to bear. On 
Tuesday. I'm not sure if you could show the pictures so that we're clear about what we're talking about. Um, but on Tuesday, Alton Sterling in the blue uh, golf shirt was killed by the police. And then on Wednesday, Philando Castillo was killed in Minnesota by police officers. And then on Thursday, officers Brent Thompson in the top left-hand corner, officer Patrick Zamaripia, Zamaripa, if I pronounce it right. Michael Crow, who is in the officer with the red background. Michael J. Smith and Lon Arens Ar were shot in Dallas by a sniper. So this has been a very stressful week in our nation. And yet, in these times, there is a solution. And the solution is found in the scriptures. The word scripture comes from a Greek word, graphe from which we get our English word, graphic. Graphic. And this word, scripture, graphe, means a written thing. We get our English word, scripture, from a Latin word, scriptura, which means a written work, a composition, a a almost like a it's not simply a bunch of words but it's it's a script that's why it's called the scriptures it's a script with scenes and actors and backgrounds and just like shakespeare and his poem is his his plays. He has scripts for Romeo and Juliet and Othello and uh, the one that I liked when I was a kid, Midsummer's Night Dream, and and Shakespeare knew, according to his script, what he was trying to accomplish. He knew who the actors were going to be. He knew, he knew what the background was going to be. He, he knew, are you with me? He knew when, watch this, when what actors were supposed to come on the scene. 
according to the script. According to the script. So you have many times, and sadly, when we saw the the killing of Philando Castile live streamed. It was so horrible that they put a sign up like they do with most scenes that are too graphic and they put up a sign that says let me see if you've seen it warning graphic content the following images and or content may be disturbing to some viewers viewer discretion is strongly advised and we see we've seen that sign many times in media events that are fictional. But when you see this warning you about something that has actually taken place for real, then you really have to be concerned about, okay, with this graphic content. And if I expose myself to this graphic content, how will it affect me? Are you with me so far? And here's the point I want to make. That it's nice that we read this book called the Holy Bible. And all the word Holy Bible means is holy book. The word Bible is a Greek word. It simply means book. But what's interesting is that the word holy means different. So if you want to know what the word Holy Bible means, it means different book. This book is not like any other book. And what makes this book work is that if all we do is read it on Sunday and that's where we leave it, then this book is a waste of time. This book is not simply meant to be read on Sunday. Are you with me? It's meant to be scripture. It's meant to be graphic. Mm. It's meant to be graphic. <laughs> and it's meant not only to be graphic, but it's meant to disturb our lives. The If this is graphic like it's supposed to be, it's going to disturb some viewers.
and viewer discretion will be strongly advised. And if this book is not graphic enough to disturb, then really we're not walking according to the script. The beautiful thing is is that if we follow the script, Paul says through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the script is profitable. It's profitable, meaning that, and I love profit. I love seeing the bottom line in black as opposed to red. I like to see, I don't know about you, but when I go to the ATM, I like seeing, I don't like seeing little dashes before the name, numbers, or parentheses, or whatever you have. This word profitable in the Greek means all scripture is helpful. All scripture is advantageous. All scripture is serviceable. This word profitable, and I'm almost finished here because we're going to do a little work here. This word profitable comes from a Latin word perfectus, from which we get our English word proficient. The scripture is proficient. This word perfectus or profitable in Latin, it means progress. It means advance. It means increase. It means success. If you follow the script, you will have success. The, watch this, the script tells all of the actors what their roles are and what their lines are. The script tells me, husband, love your wife as Christ loves the church. The script tells me, father, do not provoke your children. The scripture tells me how to act as an employer. The scripture tells me how to act as an employee. The script tells me, are you with me? The script tells me, the script tells me how to love my enemies. And so because I got a script and because the playwright, the one who had the right to compose the play, he does not want me going off script, no matter how I feel. And the beauty of this playwright, the beauty of this script is that he says in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 that I will be in a hurry to perform my script. 
if you stick to my script. He says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, that my script will accomplish everything I wanted to. I just need your mouth to stick to the script. Oh my. This word was not meant, the, this script, again, the, 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 um, Greek word is graphic, graphic, graphic. This word was meant to be taken from this pages and demonstrated so that it could be graphic. How do you know that? John chapter one, verse one, the Bible says, in the beginning was the words. In the beginning was the script. And then he says in verse 14, and the script became a human. And then in Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, and first, sorry, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, and Hebrews chapter one, verse two and three, the Bible says that Jesus is the expressed image of God. In other words, God says basically, he sends his word. Are you following me? Yes. Are you everybody following me? He sends his word, and then through Jesus, he says, he says this. Through Jesus, he says this. Do you see what I'm saying? In case you don't understand what it means to love your enemies, let me show you what I'm saying through Jesus Christ so nobody has an excuse on acting off script. This is good preaching. And so Jesus says, basically, the content in my life is graphic and it's going to disturb some viewers. Out of the gate in John chapter one, a leper says to Jesus, if you're willing, you can heal me. Are you following? The Roman soldier says to Jesus, heal my servant. Jesus is going to heal him. And the Roman soldier says, you don't even have to come. Just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And I don't know how many miles away the servant was from Jesus, but Jesus just spoke the word and he was healed. Are you with me? But in this case, a leper who's standing in front of him says, if you can, you, in fact, I don't even know if he was standing in front of him because legally he wasn't supposed to. As a matter of fact, if, if a leper got within any certain distance of, of, of people who were healthy, you were allowed to take up stones and bricks and throw it at him and say, get away from me. So he says, Jesus, if you're willing, you can heal me. Graphic. Jesus, graphic. Tell you, viewer discretion is advised. Graphic. Jesus. Charles, why don't you just yell, Jesus. It's right from you. If you're willing, 
You just say, if you're willing, you can heal me. Okay. Jesus says, I am willing. And he walks towards the leper and put his hand on the leper. And if you don't think people who were around Jesus were disturbed, how in the world? Aren't you afraid that if you touch this guy, you'll get his disease? Are you crazy? Oh, this this book, this script should be so graphic that it disturbs viewers. Jesus says to his disciples, hey guys, let's go through Samaria. You need to understand that the Jews so hated the Samaritans that when they were going to church, if they were from Galilee, there was Galilee, Samaria, and Judea. Church or the temple was in Judea. They so hated the Samaritans, that they would go from St. Nazareth, Galilee, walk to the border of Samaria, cross the Jordan River, walk in another country. Once they got to the border of Judea, cross the Jordan River again, and then go to church. That's how much they despised the Samaritans. And everybody knew that. And Jesus says, Let's go through there. That's bad enough. And the only reason why the disciples did it is because Jesus said it. But I could imagine they were walking behind Jesus like, this is crazy. This is what, what will people say about us hanging out with these dudes? So now they get there and they're like, okay, uh, well, Jesus, now that we're in this Samaritan town, uh, well, we're hungry, so let's, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get something to eat. They get something to eat, and Jesus is sitting at a well, and a Samaritan woman comes at midday, and the reason why she comes at midday, because she's been sleeping around with guys, and she don't want people, she don't want people to be, you know, harassing her, so she comes to get water at 12 noon. And anybody from the West Indies or Africa know that you don't be going in the water, you don't be going out uh, or Mexico or whatever. When you when you're in a hot climate, it's called siesta time. If you come on, folks, in the West Indies and Barbados, if you see people in the water, they're Americans or Europeans. So it is hot. And Jesus says to this Samaritan woman, hey, could you give me something to drink? Woman stunned, like, how is it that you are a Jew asking me something to get you something to drink? Because the Jews, not only, they wouldn't even talk to the Samaritan, let alone drink something from a Samaritan. It is said that back in the day, I can't remember who it was, but one of the black uh, uh, movie stars or athletic stars, um, went swimming in a white pool back in the 50s, I think, 45. they went swimming in a white hotel pool and it is said that when they found out that she was swimming in the pool, they drained the water. (laughs) 
Now, before you get yourself riled up, this is like over you know, half a century ago, but don't they? The point of matter is, is that's the mentality. And Jesus asked this woman for something to drink. View a discretion. Be advised because the pictures are so disturbing. The disciples came back with food and they said to themselves, what in the mess is he doing talking to her? But they didn't say anything because it was Jesus. And then Jesus, I mean, I'm just giving you three scenes of the word becoming flesh, the word becoming graphic so that the viewers are disturbed. Jesus is choosing leaders for his church and he sees a guy who is a tax collector and he says to the tax collector and you may think the IRS is bad. The tax collectors during this time, they were looked at as traitors. They were looked at, they were looked at like Palestinians who were in the Israeli army. That, that, that's the kind of hatred that they had. In fact, the Bible, the history says uh, that if you were a tax collector, you weren't even allowed to come into the church or the synagogue to worship. That's how despised you were. And Jesus, he already has a zealot. See, we read these words, Simon the Zealot. So he has a revolutionary. Dun, 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 dun. Right here. Dun, 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 you know, Jewish power. And, you know, basically a guy who would slit your throat if you were anywhere connected to a Romans. And Jesus, with this guy with him says, oh, by the way, hey, Matthew or Levi, come follow me. Levi's like, yeah, you, follow me. And I could imagine the revolutionary said, I didn't sign up for this. But you see, the word ought to disturb your life. Nobody in their right mind would have chosen as a Jewish person would have chosen a tax collector to start a worldwide religious movement. Why would you invite a person who's not allowed to go to church to help you build a church? But the content in this book 
has disturbing scenes if you're living it the way it ought to be lived. And so, as I am navigating my way through life, the week of the week of July um, the third. To be honest with you, the the death, the murder of um, Philando Castile, that that really, I had to pray. I had to pray. I very rarely get as incensed as I was when I heard. I, I couldn't even watch it. I, I just, I heard the audio. I, I couldn't even watch it because I didn't want, I didn't want to hate. <laughs> I didn't want to hate the people who I'm supposed to be ministering to. I mean, can you imagine, from some of you don't know, I'm a, I'm a chaplain to the Cambridge Police Department. So I can't be walking in there like, you know, bunk all you all. <laughs> in fact, here, take your stupid child. <laughs> no, no. Bishop Green? <laughs> and I realized that God said to me, and this, this is going to be, I'm going to need you to pray for me and be my bodyguard after I say this. I'll say that the Lord said to me, that way you don't have to be offended. The Lord said to me, as my child, you don't get to be a black man. Whoa, it's quiet in here. I am enraged. And he said, my script tells you how to behave during these situations, and you have a choice. Now, some of you say, what do you say? What do you say that? Second, see, you have, to, you have to know your lines in the script. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, any man, any man, any man, you always say, well, woman don't know. Any, any human being in Christ, they are, can you finish it? A new creation. He doesn't even stop there. He says what? Old things are, oh, see, you all, you, no, no, see, you all are two King James. Oh, the old is gone. And the new, is here. So before I, I used to give myself permission to act a certain way when certain things happen. But now all of a sudden I get this script that tells me how I'm supposed to behave and I'm not liking the script. So I, in morning prayer, I'm leading morning prayer Friday. And the Lord says, 
All right. So, Brian Green, what are you going to do? You had your nice little prayers. What are you going to do? And then he said, are you going to do what I've been trying to tell you to do for the last month? Because what the Lord told me, he said to me, I've given you this. And that was a powerful song about there's a war going on and and we got to take territory. And we do it not this way, but we do it through prayer. And so the Lord told me, I've been trying to get you, especially after the five police officers were murdered. And our one of somebody came to prayer Sunday, uh, Friday morning, and they said they had to come to prayer because where they were staying, where they were staying, people were cheering that the police officers were killed. Serves them right. And even if your flesh felt that way, the script says you don't get to be. I mean, if, if I mean again. If, if you're going to call yourself, watch this, by his name, you don't get to behave the way you want to behave. Mm. I don't care how crazy my wife acts. The Bible says. And, and, I, and, and, I, and I bet you, the and I, and I know he put it this way because he knows how we are as men. He says, he didn't say, Husbands, love your wives. Mm-hmm. You're not married. You're not married. You're not married. I'm in front of you all. He doesn't say husbands, love your wives. He says, I don't trust you all. So I'm going to describe to you in graphic details how to love your wife. Love your wives like Christ Love the church. And no, I'm going to give you even more graphic details and be willing to die. So you don't get to say, but God, you don't understand how my, you don't get to say that. It's quiet in here. it's, It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. Well, we have irreconcilable differences. No, you don't get to change the script. You you don't get to change the script. You don't get to change the script. Because once you change the script, he won't back up your script. No, that's that's a bad word right there. That's a bad word right there. That's a bad word right there. My boss is a jerk. You don't have, you don't get the right to treat your boss like a jerk because the script says work for your boss just like you were working for Jesus Christ. Now you may be so mad that you call your boss Jesus Christ in a bad way, but you'll get that when you wake up a little while later. But the point is, is that you don't get to change the script. So the Lord said to me, I want you to go to the police station and I want you to walk on all four floors and I want you to pray. And the Lord said, I'm 
very disturbed with you, Brian, because I gave you, you know, the, I gave you a key to the police station. I remember when they first gave me this, and they said, yeah, this is a key. And I was like, yeah, right. This ain't no key. And I, and I you know, because if you go to a police station, they have the guy behind the bulletproof uh, glass, and they have to buzz you in. So when he wasn't looking, I was like, let's see if this thing works. And I, boom, the thing opened. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Aha. And so you know what I did. Once I got inside, I said, let me see what I can get. And beep, doors open. Beep, doors open. I was like, oh yeah, oh, I got authority. I got the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> I've had this for two years and did nothing with it. And the Lord said to me, will you finally, you think I made you chaplain just to, watch this, just to pad your resume? So I started walking, just praying. I speak the peace of God, just walking, going up different floors. Then I got to the, um, what do you call that room? Um, the room where the, where the police meet before they go on duty, roll call room. Went in there, and the Lord said, I just want you to just lay hands on all of the chin. Just walk through there. And as I'm walking in there, I, all of a sudden, I bump into a police officer and then another one. And there's, there's four of us in the hall, in front of the elevator. So, I mean, we're in the hall. And as you know, they see me, and they say, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming, Bishop. Thank you for coming. And as they see me, and so as they're sharing, I'm like, how do you feel as a police officer? Da, 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 no, this is, and they're still trying to process it. And so they're talking and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says to me, ask them if they want you to pray for them. And I was like, oh, you know how you, you know, when the Lord asks you to do something and it's not the right time. Can I get a witness out there? Okay, okay. I'm glad there's some some real folks out there. You know, and and, and so now, and, and have you ever had the Lord put something in your heart and you spend the next five or ten minutes trying to decide if you're going to do it, how you're going to do it, why you're going to do it? You know, you you forget what the people are saying because in your mind you're like, God, I can't believe you're asking me to do this now. That and that's so that's what's going on in my mind, and. And I, I was like, oh, goodness. And of course, you know, I'm seeing other police officers come out of the, come out of the, uh, elevator and say, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And you no, know, no, can we just move this into a private room? And, and so I said, okay, here we gonna, here we go. And I said, uh, can I pray for you? And they said, yes. And so here we are in this hallway and, they must have been at PT because we were in groups of four. <laughs> and we were praying. And I was praying the peace of God over their lives. And then they invited me and Pastor Lorraine back because it was the morning at three o'clock. And we prayed again at roll call before they left 
and one of the head honchos came and they said, you need to understand that what you did meant a lot. And I was like, I, I you know, I was like, yeah, sure. Cause the, when I was praying, I mean, they were respectful, but they were looking at me like you are looking at me right now. And I, I was one of those, have you ever been like nervous? So you just looked at the clock or you looked in the sky or, you know, and that's why I was like, Jesus, just get me through this prayer. And I'm going to put her on blast because Pastor Lorraine was supposed to pray. See, I did my I did my dive in the morning, and I said, "Okay, Pastor Rain, I'm going to be with you to support you." And and you know, and so she she says her thing to know we you know stay safe, and you know we want to make sure that you know uh, um, you take care of yourselves, and know your families are in trauma too. You know, she's doing her her therapist stuff, and and I'm like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking around, you know, you know, we're with you. And she said, "And my friend Bishop Brian Green is going to pray right now." And I looked at her like. I was like, you are such a chaplain. <laughs> but the Lord said to me when I left there, the Lord said to me, that's being graphic. Where you go, an encounter where the kingdom of God encounters the kingdom of this world. As I said last week, is there a preacher in the house? How will they know if we don't engage? And there's more we're going to do. There's more we're going to do. Because we need to, it's wonderful that we pray in here, but we need to go out there and connect with people first of all but also deal with the spiritual warfare that's going on in the atmosphere